Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 48, Tiza and the Taj Mahal. I'm Maria Calancini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. So in today's episode, we are going to India, to the Taj Mahal. So I have never been to the Taj Mahal, but I hope to go one day. But I'm very intrigued by it, and it's obviously a super popular tourist destination. And for those of you young listeners who don't know what it is, the Taj Mahal, even though I refer to it in the story as a palace, it's not technically a palace, although it looks like a grand Indian palace. It is a mausoleum, and a mausoleum is a very fancy word for um, a tomb, a place where people are buried. So the Taj Mahal was created over 400 years ago by the ruler in India, um, the emperor, Shah Jahan, and he made the Taj Mahal to bury his favorite wife called Mumtaz. So you'll hear a little bit about that in the story, but I just wanted you to know what the Taj actually is. And um, let's see, what else did I want to tell you about this story? Uh, an interesting fact is that it took over 20,000 workers from all over, from India, from Persia at the time, from Europe, with over a thousand elephants to build the Taj Mahal. So it is quite a marvel, and maybe you'll get to see it one day too, if you haven't already. So that's what I wanted to tell you about the story. And before we start into it, I also wanted to give a little shout out to two people or a couple people to Langston, who sent me in a very cute email and said that um, Langston, I am not sure if you're a boy or girl. I'm sorry, because I just got an email from Langston. Um, I think it's a boy and he got a Rudella t-shirt and I love that. I would love to see a picture of you in um, the your Rudella t-shirt. I'm going to start Instagramming more. I never do that social media stuff, but I really want to connect with you guys more and show you what's going on kind of behind the scenes and the places that I'm going and what inspires me. So I've made a promise to myself to go on Instagram more and to do that. And um, if you send me a picture, maybe I'll post it there. And then I also want to, of course, thank um, Chloe, who's 12, and she wrote me in a very, very sweet email. So Chloe, thank you so much. I really appreciate you listening. Um, and I love the fact that you're 12 and you still love listening to Goop Tales. And um, a couple of you, or more than a couple, have asked me about volume two for the coloring book. So I hope you're on my email list. Um, I'm sending out an email with this podcast that has a link for volume two of the coloring book. And that's the way to get it for now. But what, unless you write me in, but I hope that you're on the email list. And then I'm going to um, make some big changes on the website over the next couple months. And it will be available there as well. So, um, oh, one more thing. You can get a t-shirt just like Langston if you go to shop.gooptails.com. All right, so that is it. Um, it's time to get into the story, Tiza and the Taj Mahal. So I will see you on the other side. 
as bright as brass, as good as gold, was little Tiza, four years old. Was little Tiza mischievous? Ah, no, she never made a fuss. But she would tease to come and go whenever mother told her no. Chapter 1 Once upon a time, there was a charming and bright little goop girl called Tiza. Even though she was brassy and outspoken, Tiza managed to cast a spell on everyone who came into contact with her. She had a clever little way of saying the most outrageous things with a smile on her face that made others find her very endearing. That is, until they didn't. Tiza was known for pushing it just a little too far sometimes, and she ended up teasing the other goops instead of charming them. Once that happened, she found herself left alone with her trusty little pail that she carried everywhere. Tiza didn't like to be alone. She thrived off the company of her goop friends. Much to the amazement of the other goops, Tiza had a very good friendship with Sir Ratsalot, who was known to be quite a tattletale. The two of them got on very well because Tiza promised not to tease Sir Ratsalot about being a giant tattletale, and in return, Sir Ratsalot promised not to rat on Tiza when she pushed it too far and made one of the other goops cry. This little arrangement worked very well, and it brought out the best in both of them, because they focused only on the fun they were having. One very misty morning in early October, Tiza and Sir Ratzelot decided to find out what was behind the mystery of the disappearing cobblestone road. In Goop World, there was a cobblestone road that appeared on misty mornings. and then disappeared as the mist began to fade. Many of the goops had tried to follow the cobblestone road to see where it led, but inevitably the sun would come out and melt the mist, and the road would disappear along with the mist. Sir Ratzelot was very clever, and he researched the weather and quickly found out that if the air is cold and the ground is warm, that there is likely to be missed. After a bit more digging around, he determined what he thought would be a very misty morning in October. Tisa, let's meet at the cobblestone road very early on Friday morning. There will be so much mist, it won't be able to disappear, and we can finally discover the mystery of the cobblestone road and Find out where it leads, said Sir Ratzelot, with complete confidence and pride. Ooh, that is a stupendous idea. Why didn't I think of that? Squealed Tiza. Yes, let's do that. I can't wait to uncover where the cobblestone road will lead, she said as her eyes beamed with excitement. 
She was already daydreaming about telling Zimsnees how she had been able to follow the cobblestone road before it disappeared. And so it was that at 5 a.m., one very quiet Friday morning, Tisa and Sir Ratzelot met at the foot of the cobblestone road while the rest of Goop World slept. The world was so silent that neither Tisa or Sir Ratzelot felt as if they should make a sound. They just looked at each other and then set foot on the cobblestone road. They quietly began to walk down the road straight through the mist, which left tiny dewdrops on their clothing. Fuck, it's very rain, whispered Tiza as she stared down at her sleeve. Sir Ratzelot just smiled and nodded. He was very pleased that it was so misty and that his research had paid off. They strolled down the cobblestone road for quite some time, and the mist didn't fade at all. It carried on just like the road. Tiza began to grow impatient. She thought surely she would have reached the end of the road by now. Sir Ratzelot, it is too misty. This is never going to end. We may never find the end of this road, whispered Tiza impatiently. Just be patient. Eventually this mist will begin to fade, and we will run to the end. We have already come further than anyone ever has. We can't give up now, replied Sir Ratzelot. Well, maybe you've done too good a job with your mist research, and it is just too misty, teased Tiza with a smile. Sir Ratzelot wasn't smiling. He wanted Tiza to be quiet and follow the road. He felt sure they were nearing the end. Tiza walked on a bit further in silence until she couldn't stand it anymore. She started jumping up and down and flailing her arms about in the mist, creating little clouds. Mist, mist, you are in my way. I need to see the end of the road. Disappear now! She said as she blew into the heavy mist. No, no, don't do that. You'll ruin it. We're almost there, I am sure, pleaded Sir Ratzelot. But it was too late. Tiza was spinning around and jumping up and down and blowing into the mist. She was unstoppable until a swirling cloud of mist wrapped around her and she was no longer visible. Sir Ratzelot, where are you? I, I can't see anything, cried out Tiza. I'm here, I'm here, replied Sir Ratzelot as he reached out through the wall of mist, but his hand just sliced through the air. There was nothing there. Tiza was gone and the silence was deafening. Chapter 2 Tiny dewdrops of mist covered Tiza, her cap, her dress, and her little pail. Her hand was invisible as she moved it through the mist, waving it up and down in hopes of making the dewy whiteness disappear. Nothing happened. She felt an intense heat surround her, and the mist began to melt away 
As the air cleared around her, Tiza rubbed her eyes. She thought she was seeing things. In the not too far distance, a domed tip was emerging. It was the tip of what looked like an enormous castle from a foreign land. Tiza stood perfectly still. She didn't want this sight to disappear. Every bit of this magnificent building needed to be explored. Less than a minute later, a morning sun was beating down right on Tiza. She felt like it would melt her if she didn't find shade. Stretched out in front of her was a very long rectangular pool leading straight down to the palace. Since she loved water and wasn't afraid of swimming, Tiza hopped right into the pool and started making her way towards the domed palace. She stopped and held on to the edge every so often to admire the scenery. The pool was lined by tall green shrubs placed evenly apart, and together they formed a very regal path to the palace. Tiza delighted in the surroundings. I'm a princess swimming down to the royal palace. This pool is just like the red carpet, only better because it's nice and cool, exclaimed Tiza as she gazed at the dome in front of her. Royalty, are you? <gasps> then you may want to be careful. You do know that the Taj Mahal is where royalty is buried, <laughs> laughed a teasing voice. Tiza immediately froze and looked around to see where the voice was coming from. Who said that? She asked in a demanding little tone. One of the shrubs did a little shimmy, shaking back and forth. Tiza scrunched up her forehead and asked, Did you say that, shrub? I see you moving around. Tiza was being teased, and she wasn't sure how she felt about this. The shrub moved a little bit more and then let out a sweet little laugh. <laughs> Yes, yes, you found me out, I guess. I guess I'm not very stealth, but I was just having a bit of fun, although I wasn't kidding about Taj Mahal. Allow me to introduce myself. I'm Daru, the dancing shrub. A dancing shrub? How delightful! I've never heard of such a thing, replied Tiza. Daru went on to tell Tiza how she and her ancestors had lined the pool leading to the Taj Mahal for hundreds of years. She explained that the Taj Mahal was an enormous mausoleum built by the emperor Shah Jahan as the tomb for his favorite wife almost 400 years ago. After listening intently to Daru, Tiza thought for a minute or two and then said, Okay, I understand it isn't a palace, but I still want to explore the inside, and then I will come back and tell you all about it, Daru. Daru thought about this. She had always wondered what the inside of the Taj Mahal was like, and since she lived life as a shrub, she knew she would never have the opportunity to enter. Oh, yes! That would be wonderful. I would love that, sang out Daru. I will be back, sang out Tiza 
as she swam away. Wait, you forgot something, called out Daru as she leaned toward Tiza, but Tiza was already at the other end of the pool. Oh dear, oh dear, she can't go into the Taj alone. She just can't, fretted Daru. She watched as Tiza got out of the pool and headed into the Taj Mahal. Daru was frantic. She leaned down to the ground and swept up a stone and flung it as far as she could in Tiza's direction. The stone landed in Tiza's pail with a plunk. Tiza looked down and laughed, and then she disappeared inside the Taj Mahal. Daru watched from afar and called out after her, Keep that stone and rub it three times. It will save you. But Tiza had already disappeared. Chapter 3 Tiza entered the Taj Mahal in the late afternoon when the sun put off the most beautiful light. The interior was huge, with one giant room leading into another. Each room was like a piece of art. The sun was dancing off the white marble walls and creating all sorts of shadows and shapes. Every wall seemed to change color as the sun shone on it. Beautiful gemstones were inlaid everywhere. Tiza's mouth dropped open as she gazed at sea green jade, brilliant blue lapis lazuli, and sparkling crystal stones that created patterns in the walls from floor to ceiling. She reached out her hand to touch a beautiful jade stone. It was long and narrow and smooth. It felt so good to Tisa's hot little hand that she rubbed the stone back and forth. Ooh, I thought I would be trapped here forever. But you found me. I really can't thank you enough said a spirited little voice. Tiza looked around and saw no one. Who? Who is that? she asked. It's me, the stone. Only I'm not really a stone. I'm Rena, the nightingale. I've been trapped here for almost 400 years, ever since the Taj Mahal was built. I've waited for this day for centuries, quite literally, sang out Rena. Tiza turned and looked around. She was all alone. Could this really be happening? She was in the Taj Mahal, talking to a magical stone? This was some sort of dream come true. Oh my, Rena! I am so pleased to meet you. But you're not a nightingale, in case you didn't know that already, teased Tiza in a playful little voice. Oh, but I am. I am. Let me tell you what happened, replied Rena. Rena told Tiza how she had been the favorite singing bird of Mumtaz, the Shah's wife that was buried in the Taj Mahal. So when Mumtaz was buried, the Shah wanted Rena to be placed in the Taj Mahal forever. Rena's mother, Nisha, was heartbroken after being separated from her daughter. She sat alone outside the Taj Mahal night after night too sad to sing. Inside the Taj Mahal, Rina 
was alone and scared and unable to sing. The night wind missed the sound of the singing nightingales and asked Nisha what it would take to have her sing again. She said that she wanted to be reunited with her daughter and then she would sing. The night wind was strong and clever, so he swept into the Taj Mahal to carry Rina out into the garden again. But he was intercepted by a jealous king crow named Koa, who hated the fact that Rina and Nisha could sing and he could not. Koa flew at Rina just as the night wind was carrying her back to her mother, Nisha. The night wind blew and swirled so hard and worked his best magic to save Rina. But magic wasn't his forte. Rina turned into a beautiful green jade stone and Koa vanished. The night wind flew outside to Nisha, who was heartbroken at the news and asked him to turn her into a stone as well. The night wind complied and Nisha became a stone that lay near the shrubs of the Taj Mahal. Tiza was transfixed as she listened to Rina's story. It was filled with magic and heartbreak, and she wanted nothing more than to help Rina reunite with Nisha. Well, what do I have to do to turn you back into the nightingale that you are? She asked. Rub me three times with the palm of your hand and I will pop out and become the nightingale that I am. If you place another stone in my spot, I will be released, and I will be able to leave the Taj Mahal. Tisa laughed and teased. <laughs> really? I just rub a stone like this, and then, presto, you appear? As Tisa laughed, she was staring at the beautiful green stone that was Rena, but she rubbed the ruby red stone right near her. And out popped Koa, the jealous King Crow. Chapter 4 Koa had a long, dark, pointed beak and beady black eyes. He shook his head, then his whole body. And then he looked over at Tiza and cackled. <laughs> Almost 400 years I've been waiting for this moment. I never thought it would come. And then you come along. I can't thank you enough, you foolish thing. He cackled. Teza was taken aback. Usually she was the one who did the teasing. How dare this crow call her a foolish thing? Me? Foolish? Never, declared Teza. I'm not the one with the beady eyes. Rena watched from her spot on the wall as Koa and Tiza went back and forth, teasing each other. They were being absurd. She needed Tiza to focus and help her out of the Taj Mahal and somehow put Koa back where he belonged. How had this happened? Koa was so delighted with his newfound freedom that he began to strut around as he teased Tiza. Foolish, foolish one, he said as he crossed to the other side of the room they were in. Once he was out of earshot, Rena whispered to Tiza. Tiza, you need to pay 
pay attention. We need to find a way to put Koa back in the wall. And you need to release me. Quickly, rub me three times now, before he stops you. Tiza realized how silly she had been wasting time teasing Koa, and she reached up and rubbed Rina three times. Rina instantly turned into the beautiful nightingale that she was. Tiza burst into a big smile. We did it! she exclaimed. Koa looked over at the two of them and became enraged. Oh no, you don't! Get back in that wall right now! Only one of us is leaving the Taj Mahal. He screeched. <laughs> then he tried to fly across the room, but he couldn't. He couldn't lift his wings. Rena tried to fly, and she couldn't lift her wings either. They were both stuck on the ground. Neither one of us can leave here until a stone is placed in the wall where we were. We just need a stone, that is all. Perhaps you can help us, said Koa in a sly voice as he looked at Tiza. Tiza was so taken off guard that she didn't think. She immediately reached into her pail and pulled out the stone that Daru had flung at her. Look, look, I have a stone, she said excitedly as she held it up. A stone? asked Koa in a crafty voice. Here, give it to me. I will take care of this situation, he said. No, no, Tisa, we can't give it to him. We must put it in my spot if I'm to leave here, cried out Rena. Tisa could hear Daru's voice somewhere in her head. Rub it three times. She was so confused and scared she didn't know what to do. She reached down to the stone and rubbed it three times, and out of the pail, Nisha flew. She had a beautiful blue chest and looked just like Rena. Mama! Rena called out. Rena, my baby, answered Nisha. Koa was furious and ran after Rena. He trapped her beneath his wing and called out. I will never let her go until you turn yourself into a stone and take my spot in the wall. Nisha had waited for hundreds of years to be reunited with her daughter. She was so close and she wasn't going to lose this chance. Without saying a word, she flew out the window and disappeared as Koa, Rina, and Tiza watched her fly away. Your mother left you, silly bird. Now let's turn you into a stone and I can leave this place. Rina started to cry and Tiza stood dumbfounded. Then without warning, the night wind blew in hard and strong. It swirled and twirled as hard as it could. It picked up Koa and shook him all around until he turned into a stone. Without hesitation, Tiza reached down and grabbed the stone that was Koa and pushed it into the wall where Rena had been. We did it! We did it! cried out Nisha, who had only disappeared to call the night wind. We can all fly away now. Rena and Nisha 
reached down and took Tiza by the hands and carried her with them into the garden of the Taj Mahal. They placed her gently near Daru, and then they both began to sing as Tiza told Daru all about the inside of the Taj Mahal. When Tiza was finished, Daru gently leaned down and launched her into the twilight sky. The night wind caught her and gently blew her back to Goop World. Tiza landed at the edge of the cobblestone road where she had left Sir Ratzelot. She quickly hurried off to find Sir Ratzelot and tell him where the cobblestone road had led, but he was nowhere to be found. Sir Ratzelot was deep inside the Black Forest in Germany, but that is a tale for another time. Okay, so that is it for this episode of Goop Tales. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, I would be so appreciative and grateful if you would go to iTunes and leave a review. You can, um, you do a, and, and subscribe. You do a star review, hopefully five stars. And then you can also write a description of what it is that you liked. And I love reading them. I read all the reviews um, whenever they get posted. So thank you, thank you for writing those. It really helps to spread the word and it means a lot to me. And I know that um, my sound editor, who puts all the great sound effects in the um, in the Goop Tales stories, he loves reading those too. His name is Mario. So um, please do that. And if you don't know how to do that, you can go to gooptales.com forward slash reviews. And I have a quick little tutorial on how to do that. Also go to shop.gooptales.com and um, get a Goop Tales t-shirt and send me a photo of you in it. I would love to see it. Thanks for listening. And I will see you next time when we go to the Black Forest in Germany with Seratzelot. I have to say, I just love the name Black Forest. I just, it, I find it so intriguing and enchanting. And also reminds me of Black Forest cake. We'll see if there's going to be any of that in the Gook Tale. And Seratzelot is a big tattletale. So let's see what happens to him. So until then, um, keep writing to me. I love hearing from you. And make every day a Goop Day. 